0: Welcome, and thanks for listening to the Harvest Lakeshore Sermon Podcast. For more information about us, visit HarvestLakeshore.org.
1: Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it, You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated.
0: Amen. Um, I want to uh, introduce our guest preacher this morning. Um, it's part of, part of the joys of being a part of a larger family of churches. We're part of a network of churches called the GCC, the Great Commission Collective, um, so one of the joys of that is we just we don't feel like we're alone out here. You know, just us, our little crew of, of believers against everybody else out there. Like we are being able to come together with other people, other Christians all over uh, all over the world. Um, and so we have a, a sister church that was planted out of the same church that we were planted out of called Redemption City Church in South Bend. Um, and it's an awesome church. We, we love them very much. Um, it's it's great to be able to say we we agree with them. We, we love the same God. We serve the same God together alongside each other. If you were to come up to me and say, you know, I'm about to move to South Bend. We can't go to your church anymore. I'd say go to Redemption City Church. It's a great church. Um, please don't move to South Bend. But, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we love them there. Uh, and Randall Davis is here from there. He is, uh, the pastoral resident there, which means he's, he's kind of being discipled and he's getting, uh, ready to go out and plant a church. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Randall, but you don't know where you're going. The Lord hasn't shown that to you yet. You don't nope, know. Nope. Okay. Yeah. He has no idea where <laughs> his church is going to be. It could be in Nepal. It could be in Branson. We don't know. Um, <laughs> one of those two places, um, but we're so thankful that you're here. Um, please come up and make him feel welcome.
2: Amen. Thank you for that warm introduction, my brother. Wes, I feel like I've known you for a while. Just met you today, I believe. How you guys doing? Hi, right, it's good to see everybody this morning. Yes, I am the pastoral resident, whatever that means. Uh, you guys know Pastor Stephen Love. Uh, he, he, he gave me that title for that position. So um, if you ask me in detail what it means, I wouldn't be able to give you a, a firm description. Um, other than we are praying about planting through Redemption City Church. And um, it's been a joy to be in South Bend. We've been there for about two years. Two years now, right? August 1st was two years. This is my wife, Angel, and a few of my children here um, the rest of them are enjoying Harvest Kids this morning, and so I won't be before you long. Um, you guys have already turned to James chapter 5, verses 7 through 11, um, but I always do something a little bit different. I know she read the scripture. I'm going to read it again. There's a couple of things I want to highlight as I read, and I promise you I will not be before you long this morning. Let me go ahead and open this up in prayer. Is that all right? Father God, we thank you for this opportunity for us to be together on this beautiful Sunday morning. Lord, as we are gathered together, we are asking you, Lord, to challenge us this morning with your words. Help us to be reminded, Lord, that we are hearing your words this morning and not not the voice of the the words of Randall. (laughs) We honor you, Lord, and we are pleased to be in your presence this morning. We pray all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before I read this scripture, this particular message is on patience this morning. And all the things that's going on in the world, this, this, this season of life, we can use some patience. Um, if you're a parent, you can use some patience. If, if you're married, you can use some patience. If you're a teacher, you can use some patience, and I can go on and on and on, but we all need some patience, right? Let's go ahead and read this, this scripture, and I'm going to just do a few things differently this morning. So James chapter 5, verse 7 through 11 reads this, it says, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being, here it is again, patient about it, until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be, here it is again, patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged, Behold, the judge is standing at the door as an example or suffering. And here it is again, patience, brothers. Take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remained. Here it is, singing them for patience, steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job and you have seen The purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. One of the most troubling things that can happen to an oyster is to have lodged within its confines a tiny particle grain of sand. Most of the time, this oyster can locate this tiny particle grain of sand and expel it from its premises. But there are those times when the oyster tries as it might, struggles with every ounce and fiber of its being, but just can't get rid of this little grain of sand. When the oyster finds itself in a situation or a circumstance that it cannot change, it becomes irritated and frustrated. Now the oyster has lost its mind. It cannot change the situation or circumstance. The oyster does the only thing it knows to do in this situation, to provide itself with a sigh of relief. And here it is. It's to locate the grain of sand and to coat it over and over and over and over again with a liquid fluid until it finally calcifies into something we pay top dollar for. It's called a The pearl. Harvest Lake Shore. You do know at the end of the day, a pearl is just the fruit of a very frustrated oyster. Without grains of sand, without irritation, without frustration, there will be no pearls. I believe God has sent me here today to tell someone that he is relentlessly pursuing you, trying to make a pearl out of your life. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, that we are his workmanship or his masterpiece. In other words, God views us as trophies or his most prized possession. And we say yes and amen to that. We want the prize. But the problem with so many followers of Jesus Christ, we don't want the process. In God's kingdom, in God's economy, there is no such thing as you and I becoming pearls without first encountering life's irritating and frustrating grains of sand. Let's take a journey through scripture to see how some individuals who are some examples of pearls. We we'll read of people like Joseph. We say, yes, I want to be like Joseph. I love his story. I want to be like him, second in command of the nation of Egypt. But look a little closer, you'll see some grains of sand. Lied on by his brothers, betrayed by Potiphar's wife, forgotten about, left in jail. Grains of sand. Oh, we say Moses. Yes, I want to be like Moses. Oh, I want to be like that, that leader and that, that liberator. I want to be like Moses. Look a little closer and you'll, you'll see some grains of sand. Forty years of shepherding sheep on the dusty plains of Midian, wondering if God had forgotten about him until one day God shows up in the bush that's burning but not being consumed. Grains of sand. When we look at David, absolutely, I want to be like David. I want to be like him. That king, that great king, that great worshiper and psalmist who ushers Israel into her golden era. Look a little closer and you will see some grains of sand. Spending years dodging spears from a deranged saw hiding out in caves, wondering, God, where are you? We want the prize, but the problem as followers of Christ, we don't want the process. Here's a quote from D.A. Carson. He says, the reason why we as Christians don't pray for patience is because we are spiritual, savvy enough to know that we are asking God to put me in a situation I do not like. Wait a minute, what? So if I ask for patience, I'm basically asking God to put me in a situation that I don't like. Think about it. What causes patience? God might say, well, I'm going to make your kids scream a little louder. and Let me test you out. <laughs> oh, oh, my husband, he, your husband's going to get on your nerves a little bit more or vice versa. Notice I said husbands, so wives, I got you. Asking God to put me in a situation that I don't like. Let that marinate for a moment. You're thinking twice before you're asking God to give you some patience now. Oh, but we need patience. Let's keep looking. And as we look at James and what separates James' epistle from any other epistle is that it's filled with imperative after imperative after imperative. And the idea of an imperative is a command. It's like James has bullied me, Randall, into a corner. and says, Randall, be patient as I read this scripture. Notice that he's not recommending. He's not giving advice. He's not giving us something to ponder. James is saying, Be patient. Whatever your situation is this morning, whatever it may be, God is telling us, Be patient. Let's keep reading. You're like, Oh, Randall is not going to preach the text this morning. I'm going to tell Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Here we go. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. Be patient about it. Here it is. Until. I'm going to pause right there. Be patient until. Do you know what the word until implies? The word until implies that whatever you're going through has an expiration date. It was C.S. Lewis who said, There are two places that you will never need patience hell, because there are no exit signs, and heaven, because there is no adversity. Everything in between you're experiencing is temporary. Financial trouble, temporary. Marital strife, temporary. Disobedience in the house, help me, Lord. Temporary. Health issues. Temporary. Or we can go down the list. Whatever we're experiencing right now has an until attached to it. Everything we're going through, even though it might not end the way you like it, has an until attached to it, which means it is will end be patient until let's keep reading let's keep reading until it receives the early and the late rains you also be patient establish your heart for the coming of the Lord is at hand here it is do not grumble In the CSB, it says, do not complain. We're going to camp out here just for a moment. This phrase, do not grumble or do not complain, takes its Jewish readers back to the Exodus where a six-week journey turned into a 40-year situation because they complained, they complained, they grumbled, grumbled, grumbled. The word patience is just not physical. It's also a reflection of your attitude. In fact, James has, begins his epistle by giving us a window for patience and says in chapter one, to count it all joy. If you have Jesus, no matter what you're going through, there should always be joy. What do I mean? I have a story. I have six kids, so I'm, a, I'm acquainted with Patience. But there are times where I get discouraged or or worried and start to complain about our situation as a family. We need more money, Uh, we need a bigger house, or we need, here we go, cheaper groceries. I bought a pack of chicken the other day, it was $20. I need cheaper groceries, I got six children. And I'm complaining, I'm grumbling, I'm going through all these situations. But, you know, but God has a way of reminding me on how he has my back in the past. I remember getting this this, this ministry job where I met my wife. I remember getting this job. It was called By the Hand Club for Kids. It was the west side of Chicago. And the west side, man, if you know, it's it's, it's, a little different, you know. But we worked on the west side of Chicago, and I was so elated at this time of my life. Man, I was broke. I was broke, broke, broke. And I got this job and landed in my lap. And I remember getting the call, hey, can you come for this interview? Um, So I got the interview. I was able to get out there. I was struggling to get out there. I took two trains, took the train back. And um, the next day, uh, I got another call. I said, hey, can you come out and and, and, uh, go ahead and start? I was like, man, I got the job. And so... I take the train again and I get out. Broke, broke as a joke, pocket got some lint in there. And I get, I get to work, and I remember after the first day of like my training, you know, the, the boss goes around and she hands out envelopes to all of the employees, you know. And I'm like, oh, it's their payday. Not only am I broke, I gotta watch them get paid. Man, it's a sad day. And then she hands me an envelope. She says, Randall, don't look shocked. You're on salary and you're going to be on the same pay schedule as everybody else. So I got paid too. I remember leaving the work like, woo, let's go. I don't care how much was in the envelope, but God had my back. All I'm trying to say is when you find yourself grumbling or struggling with patience, you need to have some nothing but Jesus highlights. You need to investigate your mental Rolodex and know God wasn't just good to you then, he's good to you now. Are you with me? What has God done for you in the past and you've seen him come through, you've seen him do it, you've seen him come through for you and and, and provide for you in ways you couldn't even explain. And when we find yourself grumbling about patience right now, oh, God, I can't wait for this. I want to do it myself. Oh, you need to remember, God wasn't just good to you then. He's good to you now. He's good to you now. James says, if there is Jesus, there should always be room for joy. He says, don't complain, brothers. Don't 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 grumble. You need to have some nothing but Jesus highlights. Amen. Oh, but let's keep reading. He goes on to say, and I love this. Do not grumble one another, brother, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast." Let me, let me stop right there. He says, look to the prophets. I got another story. I like telling stories if you haven't already told. You can tell that, right? In the fourth grade, I attended Glenwood Elementary School. This will be around the time my love for basketball would happen. And there was a time in my life where I was like, I would challenge anybody in this room in basketball and beat you, probably. I'm messing with you, I probably would lose. But I thought I was really good. My love for basketball was that heavy. But what I remember most about my fourth grade classroom was that I would always stare at the wall. Typical for a fourth grader, right? One, And I saw on the wall, there were three posters. One poster was Charles Barkley, basketball player. Another poster was Magic Johnson. Gives you my age a little bit. And of course, there was one more poster. Who do you guys think that poster was of? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Michael Jordan was the third poster. Oh, I love that poster, man. Charles and, and Magic and Michael. My favorite player, James is saying when you find yourself struggling with patience, you need some posters. And the posters here are the prophets. Let's look at the first poster, poster. Ezekiel. God tells him to strip down naked and lie down for 390 days. Don't move, Ezekiel. I'm trying to communicate patience to my people, but don't move patience. Let's look at another poster, Hosea. I wanna use you as an example of my faithfulness to my people, and I want you to marry a woman named Gomer. And she will break your heart again and again and again. And when she does, I want you to take her back because that's what I do with you. Patience. And here it is. The Michael Jordan of patience. Here is the Michael Jordan of patience. Let's read the rest of the verse. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Here it is. Job wakes up one day and loses all of his businesses. He attends a funeral with 10 caskets, each one holding one of his kids. He's covered in boils. Wife chirping in his ear, curse God and die. And after experiencing all that, what does the Michael Jordan of patience say? In Job 19, Job says, I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. And what's crazy about that is Job says, I know my Redeemer lives, even though he doesn't feel like saying it. Harvest Lake Shore, you haven't got anything I've said up to this point. But please get this. When you find yourself going through life's irritating and frustrating grains of sand, Always let what you know trump how you feel. Always let what you know trump how you feel. We know the truth, right? We know the word of God. We know that God has come through for us over and over and over again. We know the truth, but sometimes we just don't feel like paying attention to that. We, 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 we want to just pay attention to the situation, Oh, my kids, they just won't get it. They're not getting it. They're not getting it. Oh, my my spouse, they just, they're not getting it. They don't understand. I'm losing my patience with them. Oh, my students, they're they're not getting it. I'm telling them over and over again the same thing, and they won't listen. I'm losing my patience with them. You You better go with what you know. Go with what you know. Always let what you know trump how you feel. Job says, I know my Redeemer lives even though he doesn't feel like saying it. Be patient until. Do not crumble or complain. And James says, look to the prophets. These posters We need to have some posters. We need to have some posters. And I love these, these stories here. Reminders of patience. Job says, I feel discouraged, but I know he lives. I love this. He says, I feel defeated, but I know he lives. I I feel overwhelmed, but I know he lives. James says, when you find yourself struggling with patience, you got some posters. (laughs) Be patient, child of God. He's not done with you. Be encouraged, Harvest Lake Shore. I don't know your situation. I don't know where you may be wrestling with patience this morning. I know I am. (laughs) I was wrestling with patience this morning. Getting six kids out the house to get here by 8.30. We're 37 minutes away. I'm going to Where are you this morning? Where are you this morning regarding patience? Are you losing your patience? Are you being, are you short with the people around you? We need patience in this season for sure. We're going through a lot as a, as a country. We need some patience. Oh, Lord, we need some patience. James says, be patient. We got some posters. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity for us to to sit under your teaching together. Thank you, Lord, that we have... the chance to to just look at our situations in our lives and to look back. And we're blessed to even see that, wow, God, you've done this, you've done that, you've done that. Who are we to grumble in the situation that we're in now? Help us, Lord, to look back and, and to go with what we know. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Help us, Lord, to allow the Holy Spirit to come alongside and help us. We need need some help. Oh, yes, we do. We, we, We try to do it in our own strength, Lord, but we know it doesn't end well. We need you, Lord. Help us, Father, to put our our trust in you, our full trust. Help us to surrender whatever area that that is for us. Help us to surrender that. And and, in that same posture of surrender, that we are also ready to receive what you have for us. We thank you, Lord, for this word. We thank you, Lord, for this challenge. Help us to leave out of this room, Lord, challenged and changed. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the Harvest Lakeshore Sermon Podcast. Harvest Lakeshore exists to glorify God through the fulfillment of the Great Commission. For more information about us, visit harvestlakeshore.org.